0: Hi everyone, KB here for another episode of the Berta Venus podcast. Today's gonna be uh, a little bit different. It's not a, an episode on spirituality or tarot. I'm sharing with you guys a conversation I had with one of my best friends. His name is Phil, so some of you know him already. And yeah, we've been friends for a really long time. And I thought it'd be interesting to share with you guys. Phil has a really interesting life. He's been through a lot. So you're going to get to know me and you're going to get to know Phil in depth. So the next episode of this week is going to be back to our normal spiritual talk. I have a beautiful episode on sex magic coming in this week. I can't wait for you guys to hear it. So for now, lay comfortably. Maybe let yourself a joint. I don't know uh yeah just enjoy and i'll talk to you guys soon bye hi phil hey how's going <laughs> this is gonna be really awkward because phil and i are close friends we've and we've known each
1: other for way too long
0: yeah and we we haven't ever had a conversation a full conversation in english no not that much yeah so this is going to feel so awkward and we're probably going to be laughing the whole time so bear with us
1: well we we do our french and have always spoken french to each other but we're both also very fluent in english so i guess it'll yeah. just be easy as well so yeah let's do this
0: yeah let's and that's one of the reason i wanted to have you today because i know you're comfortable talking in english oh yeah like, totally totally yeah. okay Oh my god, that's gonna be a really fun one. So,
1: get ready, guys.
0: (laughs) (laughs) So, yeah, so there's a reason why I wanted Phil to be my first guest today. And, well, many reasons I wanted you to be here today as my first guest. And one of the reasons is because when I was reminiscing about our friendship and when we met, uh, we met like 13 years ago.
1: That's crazy
0: do you think it was it 13
1: 13 years ago i remember you were 18 and i was
0: yeah
1: and we're four years apart right
0: okay so So when we met i was 18 and you were 14 yeah oh my god i thought you were okay and and
1: that's it you thought it was you thought i was older but no
0: because phil always looked older phil well not older in a bad way or in a You know, you just always had a beautiful beard when like everybody was trying to have. one. Yeah.
1: Yeah. It always fooled it.
0: So I'm 18 years old and I meet this 14 year old guy. And the crazy thing when I kept reminiscing about us meeting, I remember that we became friends because we bounded over hating the same person. And that's. First of all, that's so far from where... From the kind of person I am today. And I feel like... It's weird when I think about it. Because... And
1: also the fact that we weren't really close to that person. It was just a matter of not liking someone to just not like someone.
0: Yeah. It's it's really weird. and
1: Yeah. Being teenagers.
0: Yeah. It really made me think of... How our whole relationship... Has been... Like... Quite emotional on a lot of levels. But we always bounded over kind of materialistic and superficial things. Yeah. But...
1: We met during the emo time, during yeah. MySpace. During... Yeah, so
0: it, it was all about, like, how you look. How and...
1: you look, taking the best selfie, having the best top five or whatever. <laughs> how <laughs> many how many tops were you supposed to have there? Yeah, Eight, just, five?
0: Yeah, that's, that was weird. And now... When I was thinking about that and I was like, yeah, we, you know, we always love fashion. We know and understand fashion. That's one of the things we always bound over. And we and see it the
1: same way too. Yeah.
0: And yeah. pop culture.
1: Mm-hmm.
0: We love all the pop culture. Everything that is about beauty and we love superficial things. That's something we have in common. And I was like thinking about that and realizing that we also have the extreme opposite in our relationship where you will you will call me anytime if you're crying or having a great moment or you were there when I had my first breakup you stayed home with me and you you know made sure I was okay and I know that when I feel sad or excited I I feel like I want to call you and talk to you so after that I was like our relationship is not based at all on materialistic things. It,
1: no, it's just the outside and the inside of a relationship could totally be different. Yeah. What, what we like to talk about, yes, it might be superficial, but we've, like you say, we've known each other for so so long that at a certain point we do feel comfortable with each other enough to like, like you said, call each other, wanna, to, wanna, to, wanna to tell that person. Yeah. Whenever something exciting happens in our life.
0: Yeah. And also go deep. And I feel like because we're really extreme person with really intense personalities. And also we're probably the two most sensitive emotional people I and, know.
1: Yeah, in our circle of people. We oh my god, it. yeah, yeah, yep. yeah.
0: And yeah, so it really made me realize that you are an intuitive person and I don't think anyone knows that about you I I really started makes sense to me when I was thinking about it and I that's why I wanted to have you here as a first guest because I'll tell you why I believe you're a super intuitive person and I feel like the older you're gonna get the more you're gonna realize that and the more you're gonna work with it in your favor because you're a highly, highly emotional person. And oh, I know yeah. you're comfortable talking about oh, it. Oh, totally. You're an That's open That's most book. of the
1: reason why I'm here.
0: <laughs> you're like, I'm down Because she's to- <laughs>
1: emotional. You want to talk?
0: Oh, God. So for people, you know, I'm, we're not going to talk astrology today. But just to put you in a context, if you're a little bit into the astral game, Phil is a double Pisces and Cancer moon. So right and there,
1: something else. So,
0: so right now, right there, you just totally uh, get a feeling of the type of personality he has. He's a really extreme person. And when you know Phil, you have to make peace at one point that he will uh, tame down his personality for you. He's never going to do it. He's like that. He's an open book. If he's sad, he's going to cry. If he's mad, he's going to scream. He's never gonna keep anything inside. He's, it's like, um, like we said earlier, that I'm the type of person who's just gonna, um, you know, not really tell it like it is because I don't wanna hurt anyone, and I'm gonna, you know, maybe not say anything. And if there's a situation, something that you're pisses to you f- off, oh, you're, so, gonna, yeah, I'm you're gonna, gonna say it. About
1: it. Yeah. yeah,
0: you're always upfront about how you feel, and it's not for everyone. No, Obviously, you're the kind of person, if we meet you, we either know right away it doesn't fit or we fall in love with you. Either it
1: clicks hard or it falls hard.
0: Exactly. And let me just take a little sip of water. (laughs) But I feel like that's the best thing about you. Your emotions and how you are an extreme person. And I'm saying that in like the most beautiful way because i i love you so much i love that you're like that and
1: that's also one of the main context situations how we met was about emotions i had towards one person and you ended up noticing that you also had the same feelings as me towards that person
0: yeah so that's crazy so Let's start. I really want to talk about your life because you have such an interesting life and I'm always obsessed and I always love telling people like how you were born and how your parents are cuz you know your life is so It
1: started crazy and it's yeah. never stopped ever since.
0: Yeah, it's crazy and I I think the first reason I believe you are a highly intuitive person it's because you were born three months premature so yep. since the first second of your life you've been fighting for your life
1: yeah it was crazy i had two heart attacks to f- within the first 24 hours that i was born um and yeah i'm still here thank god do it's, th- well it's also crazy to think that in back in 1992 they were able to keep me alive
0: yeah, two even heart though, attacks. That's
1: even though I was three and a half months premature, that's crazy. Just to think that, a, like a normal baby, a, like a normal baby would what, weigh about five pounds when they're born. Oh, like and I was, seven,
0: eight pounds. I
1: was a, a pound point eight.
0: That's crazy. Yeah, like, so imagine. I literally had to
1: fight for my life.
0: Yeah, f- since the first second you were born. Yeah. And after that, thinking about like your life, you know, path and. You understanding and knowing at a really young age that you were gay. Yeah. you knew right away. Oh, like it totally. was. It wasn't a surprise for anyone because never. How been. old were you when you kind of realized that I'm different? Like I'm different.
1: Oh my god, so young. I must have been around six or eight years old when when I just knew that I liked guys more than I liked girls. And a lot of people also, whenever I tell them that, they're like, "Oh my God, no, that's impossible! You're way too young at that age to know." And to me, it's just it's that moment in a kid's life when they start playing doctors with like their friends, you know. Yeah, and so well, I wasn't playing that kind of game with my girlfriends. I was playing with my guy friends. And from there, it was, I didn't see the issue of like liking a guy just because I I've always seen a lot of a lot of. Blah, 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 <laughs> a, lo- a lot of love around me at home S- within my parents my parents have been together for over 30 some years and they love each other like they're still teenagers so. yeah.
0: still to this day oh my god I, I to love your parents me, was
1: so and they've, all, they've also shown a lot of the, a lot of that love to their kids so to me it was just normal to love another guy because my dad like loved me a lot and yeah it's also never really been an issue with my parents. I I also told them really young as well that I liked guys and
0: You didn't oh my god. If you hear some crazy noise, this is Monty. Yeah, he's that's the dog s- snoring. He's snoring, but he anyway, he's part of the fam. So you ne- yeah, you ne- your parents are honestly for sure, my favorite couple in the universe. Like I'm, They're amazing. I'm obsessed with them, and they they are literally in love like children. It's crazy, oh, yeah. and they've been through so much. And just thinking about you being, you know, three and a half months premature, that's crazy, and everything that they've been through. And they are just so solid. They are a pure example. So I understand why it was just for you natural you're like love is love because yeah if you know your your phil's parents that's exactly what they are love is love and they are not judgmental yeah no
1: not at all they've and they've never really had a judgment about it i through all the like weird phases i had going when i was a teenager from dyeing my hair multiple colors having the weirdest friends my parents were always there to support me and love me so I feel like it's important to let other people know that like you said love is love and love doesn't really have a gender or a, a sex preference
0: no and after
1: that sorry and it's also when you're a kid you're not necessarily thinking about sex you you, d- yeah, you just don't excitement. know what it is when you're about six or eight years old.
0: It's all about love and and excitement
1: you mm. do it for excitement that's that's the whole jug of it
0: yeah,
1: but yeah, I was doing doing it with guys, not with girls,
0: <laughs> so now you're like you know six seven, you understand what's happening a little bit, not really, but you're just feeling these emotions and going with the flow, and then you know. You get a little bit older and then, you know, there's high school and high school is not in our years, especially it's not as accepting as at home. So can you tell me a little bit how that was for you?
1: Well, that's I think that's mostly when it like all triggered the whole getting like into those dark, deep thoughts, just because growing up, it was always fine to be who I was at home and then going into a bigger school, high school with different people. I That's kind of like when I understood that being gay wasn't really a good thing. Quote, a good thing. Quote, oh yeah.
0: Cause it's a fabulous thing. It's, it's, it's been
1: pretty dope lately. <laughs> um, but yeah. And so I guess that's when it all, it all started to like make sense for me to have to hide it. And have to do a second coming out when I was a little older, I guess. Okay. But yeah, growing up high school was really hard.
0: And then, like, if you look at yourself today, because obviously people who know Phil know that he's, like, so comfortable with his being. Like, you know, you're just a walking... First of all, you're a walking fashion icon. We all know that. But, like, the way you present yourself, you're just an authentic person. So how do you, do you feel like this time in high school that was really hard? Do you think that it made you really who you are today? Do you feel like it, oh, this, it this totally is really did. the foundation of the type of person you are today?
1: Oh, it totally did just from getting to like know who's going to respect you or not and getting to know who's going to stand for, stand for what you believe and for what you what you want to be in general like i got to like have the bestest of the friends growing up in high school and yes i of course kind of like build this shield against those bad vibes and like negative people and that's just a matter of like figuring out that those kind of people will always be there and you can't really do anything about what what those people have going on in their mind, all you can do is like feel really good about yourself and what how you wanna style your hair that day or how you how you wanna look, what you wanna wear mm. from wanting to wear girls perfume to not wanting to look as manly as possible just for the sake of what I want what I want and what I like. I'm not doing it for anybody else. Mm. And like I said, growing up in that kind of high school, being an emo kid back in like mid-2000s, <laughs> or the emo days, there wasn't a lot of people looking like me in high school. So yes, it was hard. But did I give up on what I wanted to look like? Nope.
0: Yeah. Still
1: dyed my hair black and purple. Still wore wore those skinny jeans from girls sections when I went shopping. But hey.
0: Yeah, you were always really unapologetic and you're exactly like that today. You haven't changed a bit. It's crazy. Do you feel like if you could see your 15 year old self and, you know, see yourself today?
1: I would be so proud of that person, of that that little weird kid with the weird hair colors and stuff. Even though in my early 20s, when I was kind of like figuring out my adulthood, I almost feel like I I wish I could have changed that like high school past but now that I'm like approaching my 30s and that's who it made me not only throughout my high school years but throughout my early 20s as well because it it that that shield that I like I said I've had to build for myself has always been there and it's always going to be there and it's it's not necessarily a shield anymore but it's more of like a throne that I get to sit on it every day when I wake up mm. being the queen that I am and loving the queen that I am mostly. And
0: I'm smiling so much. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. I love that. Yeah, Nice. That's a beautiful answer. I, yeah, and no, I, I would think,
1: have been super proud to see myself being that weird artsy kid in high school.
0: Yeah. And, and I like, think that if you were 15 and you can see yourself today, You would be so proud. You would be like, okay, I didn't change a bit. I just improve and like, look at all my tattoos. You'd be so happy to see all your tattoos.
1: Finally, I'm that sick, (laughs) sick looking kid with the, with the tattoos and everything. And that amazing hairdresser that I've always wanted to be. Partly thanks to you, Kim.
0: No, Um, my my upper. A little little
1: bit. We influenced,
0: we both influenced each other.
1: Totally, totally.
0: Yeah. And yeah, that's it after uh, talking about that, you know, after speaking, you, of which. speaking of which, after finishing high school, did you, uh, I don't remember, did you knew right away that you wanted to be a hairdresser? Oh, yeah.
1: Well, I kind of always knew I wanted to be a hairdresser. I still went to, I went to college in, um, in graphic design for a little while. Oh God. But that wasn't for me to sit in front of a computer for all these hours straight trying to figure out stuff wasn't my thing. I had to talk to people, I had to meet new people, and my real true passion had always been hairdressing from the moment I was a kid playing Barbie and realizing that playing Barbie is basically being a hairdresser, but it's even better when your clients can actually reply to you, not Barbies can't.
0: Yeah, (laughs) yeah. It is a beautiful job. So when I met Phil, I was 18. So I was doing my She was just
1: starting. Yeah.
0: I was starting my hairdressing class. Yeah. And you know, so we bounded over hitting the same person and everything. And then we realized that we have the same passion and we really, I think it really helped me when I think about it to have you, uh, to support me like for sure in my hairdressing journey and everything. But like,
1: at the very beginning. To
0: have someone to bound with over a passion, it's so, so precious. Having people oh, who can yeah. understand. And every time we see each other, we talk about hair and people are like, what and the fuck over- are you, what are you guys talking about? Yeah,
1: and we've been doing it ever since we met and that's over 10 years ago.
0: Yeah. And I know that you are, this, you, we are really alike in the way that we feel and we appreciate our clients. You know, like we...
1: True, we have the same vibe with our clients.
0: Yeah, it's like...
1: That emotional feeling. Yeah,
0: it's like I... We always said like, uh, you know, I, I, we love doing hair to people who we feel like, you know, deserve a good fucking head of hair. They, they
1: deserve the Yeah, good there's a kids. feeling
0: of just... Because, you know, when you do hair, you're literally serving someone. You're almost someone's servant. Like, yeah. you have a boss in the salon and then... You have that client who's not your boss, but you have to satisfy them.
1: Yeah. There is... They're paying you to make them look beautiful or even more beautiful that they already look.
0: Yeah. And the pressure, like, it's not anyone who can handle the pressure because you ha- you have to make your boss happy, yourself happy, and the and client.
1: Cl- yeah. And every client is different, so...
0: Yeah, it's it's a really special work, uh, and it's nice to have someone who understand that. And because you know, I feel like when you try to come not complain, but when you try to have a discussion about how work is and how you feel about it, people don't understand. You know, it seems no, it for a lot of people, it seems like doing hair is not a, a job. It's like oh, you're having fun. You know, you're doing hair all day. It's like I'm I'm standing up twelve hours and. Having to please someone. Having that stress. (laughs) Yeah. It's beautiful. Don't get me
1: wrong. But we need to deliver what someone's expectation of their hair is. And that's really hard.
0: Yeah. And you need a lot of self-confidence. You have to stand behind someone who's looking in a mirror and looking at you working the whole time. Like it takes a lot of self-confidence. And I was thinking about that also this week. About how this work made us who we are and made us incredibly confident. And I feel like probably the two of us people, when they meet us the first time, they're probably like, oh my God, these two are so confident. And like, we are, yes, we absolutely love ourselves. You know, we... We're practice comfortable. self-love we're comfortable we're, comfortable with but we're not the most to... uh confident person like behind closed doors like no. we are incredibly emotional and we suffer both with anxiety in a different way in
1: different ways for sure but yeah no i get what you mean the fact that we're able to love to love ourselves enough to project ourselves to other people as if we're like super super strong but we know and like you say, we know ourselves enough to, like, be close to our emotions whenever we need to have those emotions, whether it's anger or sadness or...
0: Yeah. So, then you started, uh, you know, you studied hairdressing and starting doing hair a little bit, and then you moved out from your parents' house and mm-hmm. you I
1: did that big move you
0: moved in your first apartment and it was with me yeah yeah my first
1: roommate <laughs> that's crazy
0: yeah and that was such a beautiful time i I think about these times a lot i I'm not uh I'm not that much of a nostalgic person uh, uh, right now I feel because I love my life but this is the kind of thing that I get so nostalgic when I think,
1: when you about, think about them. Oh yeah. my or,
0: god!
1: Well, like it's also that moment in our lives when we took a lot of photos, and I know that you kept that old laptop yeah. with all those photos. So I'm sure that whenever you open that laptop and look at all those pictures, yeah. it like brings back all those cool memories. Cause we were both like super super young. I was eighteen. She was just in her early twenties, and yeah not only just being a roommate but living with your best friend was totally a thing
0: yeah it was so special it was really it feels like a movie when i think about it and i remember how excited we were and how it was such a big deal for you because it was your oh, my, first. It was my
1: first apartment. Yeah. Now that I'm like sitting down with you, just chatting and thinking about it, it was so fun.
0: Yeah, that feeling of being like, I I'm moving out of my parents' house, and you love your parents. It's not. It's never because like you had fights with them or oh, anything. God, no. It was sad you leaving. They. We were like
1: we were all sad somehow, but also super happy because you know growing up getting to like become an adult and everything was super cool my parents love kim they trust her so 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 much that they knew i was in good hands moving out of their house coming to live with you with you but uh i don't know it was just exciting i'm like thinking about it and i'm shaking it was so fun
0: yeah it was really really fun yeah and uh... ordering
1: sushis and Dancing to like vintage Lady Gaga songs.
0: <laughs> yeah, it it feels vintage now. Oh my yeah, god! Yeah, well, it's
1: been so long. Yeah, it's it's, it's a good
0: ten years ago. That's really yeah. It it it's so crazy when I think about it, and I'm, I'm thinking about the times that we would just like dance and not give a fuck. I really feel like it was a party every night of my life. And when I say party, it's not like going that crazy. Oh no! It's
1: not like we're doing all kinds of drugs and getting drunk every night. We would smoke weed, order food, and dance till like eleven thirty, and then pass the fuck out. It was yeah. so fun.
0: Yeah, and it's so far again from the kind of person I am today. Like I'm, I'm super like a hermit person. Uh, like I don't, you know, party much. But that just felt like it was it's our the lives. Life. Yeah, that's it. it's probably the married You're life. Married.
1: That's why. Yeah, Kim has the best husband. By the way, you guys. <laughs> Oh, we'll my also, God. We'll also get to, like...
0: Yeah, we'll get to get that to because that I'm getting someday. to, like, the my emotional part. So, when, you know, you moved here and then you you left uh, and I don't... I, it must have been super chill when you left because I don't remember yeah. it being a big thing. And, no, you know. I
1: had a boyfriend uh, oh, and yeah. he was living on his own. Um, I was spending a lot of time as, at his house and not... At my place anymore, so eventually I just decided to move out and go live with him. And you really liked that boyfriend at a time, and everything, so everything was just chill. It's not like it changed anything to our relationship.
0: Yeah, it's it's it was never like fighting or dramatic, it was always we were always so happy for each other, especially for our relationships. And so that happened, and everything, and then I. No, I think it's, yeah, right before that, the part that when I had my first serious boyfriend and I moved out with him and, you know, we were together for like two years and then we broke up and you were always by my side. You were like... When you lived near the yeah, water. Yeah, exactly. Yep. And I remember this so vividly because this is something that really impacted me because... I would live, I lived with my best friend, Joanna, who's like, she's like a mother to me. And you were like a father figure to me. You were there making sure I was okay. Every night you slept at my house so many times because I was traumatized. It was my first breakup. And you know, you're 20 years old, your first breakup, you're sure you're going to die. You're like, this is the the worst thing. Yeah. Yeah. And you were there the whole time making sure I was okay and taking care of me and Aww. Yeah, it's really. Uh, when I think about it, I realize that this really taught me self-love because when I've been through like the most horrible times in my life, I I'm never gonna call my parents. You know, if I'm going through a breakup or going through. You rely some,
1: on your friends a lot more yeah. than your your blood-related family.
0: Yeah, it's really that part that time in my life where I started realizing that the. This is the family I want to build for myself, you know? Yeah, totally. These are the people I want around me. And yeah, you really taught me self-love. Like a, a big, big, big part of who I am today, I owe it to you. And the way you always made me feel like a queen always uh, were interested in what I do proud of me and I feel the same way about you I feel like our relationship is really like we always bow down to everything that the other person do it's like you're shitting gold to me I'm like same
1: same to me girl (laughs) I'm
0: like (laughs) this is how I feel about you I always felt like that and I still feel the same way and even if we don't see each other much because we do
1: we have our separate lives. We had our we,
0: separate lives, and we we're respect very, the other person. Yeah, and we're
1: very busy people with yeah. our careers and everything. And now that you're not doing that much hair anymore, but you, you've had the same career as me yeah. for over fifteen years. You know what I'm going through every day, and like you say, you owe some somewhat of that self love to me. But I also owe that kind of same love towards you just for that passion towards hair you've you've always been there since the very beginning of my career from my hair school to helping me study how to do a good blowout to oh my God. knowing how to wash hair properly and now you watch me do hair and you like my photos and you ask me for tips and tricks sometimes yeah. and I owe that to you as well like you say to to you, I shit gold. Well, to me, you also shit gold. Like, yeah, I bow down to you as much as you bow down to me. And that's what, that's what makes a really cool relationship. I find to be able to like respect someone and like, be able to like, to know how much effort that friend of yours makes every day to like be the best that they can at what yeah. they do and how they want to pursue themselves to other people.
0: Yeah, and we don't need to see each other right. every day or like every week to feel that. And when we see each other, it's like, we're, we always have so much to say and we're always like, oh my God, oh my God. Like, cause we love the same things, you know? And you know me a way that practically no Not one, yeah. Do. And same for me. It's like, I, I will always accept like the way you are and you know, it's like, yeah, we
1: both have flaws and issues yeah. and. That's, I, well, you know what? I almost feel like that's a big part of like why we love each other so much because we've always been real to each other. It's not about bullshit, lies or anything bad like that. If I had, if I've ever had anything to tell you, I would tell you right away and you would to me as well.
0: Yeah. We understand like how humans work also, you know, it's like we, we both have a personality. We're extreme opposite but we still find each other in the middle and we're like I love you like you know yeah, middle ground. even if like you're mad one time and you talk shit and like I'm mad one time and we talk shit every time we see each other it's like what we have no one can understand and it's precious to us and it's indestructible it's like yeah. I will always love you my whole life like you're just a part of my story and yeah, if- like
1: you said it's about your own self building what you want for a family and I I feel like that's what every human does as like they're growing up when it comes to like who you want at your wedding to who's going to be the godfather or godmother to your kids to who you want to talk about with your, your first crush or whatever.
0: Yeah, Being there in like the really high points and low points and
1: of that other person's lives. Yeah, yeah, totally.
0: Exactly. And, um, there's also something I wanted to talk about because I feel like it's so particular and uh, it's not, you know, everyone who knows that about you. Uh, your mom was diagnosed uh, with borderline disorder. Yeah. And uh, your grandpa was kind of an icon activist here in Quebec. Uh, he's called... he's uh, He passed away recently. Uh, he was called Jean-Marc Chaput. Yeah. And he you know he spoke around canada and even maybe outside of canada like about uh the border like borderline disorder and everything and
1: yeah he's brought up a lot of my my mom's illness if i can call it an illness um throughout his speeches so basically my my grandfather Jean-Marc Chaput was uh was a spoke a spokesperson um you can google him if you want (laughs) (laughs) he was a super dope man he passed away unfortunately during covid not of covid he was fighting uh cancer for over a year and a half so we lost a very strong man um but yeah so he kind of opened a little bit about the subject of my mom whenever he had to do a conference or anything like that just because well, they had to, sh- they had to live with it their entire life. It's not like you develop it. You, you're pretty much born with it, and eventually you get diagnosed with that kind of disorder. Um, for my mom, it was at a very, very late age. I was mm-hmm. around thirteen, fourteen when we found found out that that's what she had. A couple of years prior to that, she was diagnosed with. Uh, well, they thought she was bipolar. And she was on meds for that, but they weren't really the right meds, so it wasn't really doing anything. And this one time when I was... How old was I? I think it was around 14 or 15. Um, My brother and my mom had this huge, huge fight, and it just ended up with my brother leaving home and living with with my grandparents. Um, Because my mom almost killed herself at that moment uh, And so she went into
0: So they took her away after the fight? So yeah,
1: after that huge fight It was just like I've had to live with My whole life with a mom that had crazy ups and downs If y'all don't know what borderline disorder is It's pretty much kind of like being bipolar Just a little different And so whenever she was mad She was really mad Whenever she was happy She was really happy uh, thank God she was mostly happy, but whenever she was mad, she was crazy, crazy mad, and that one that one fight just was the last drop that just made everything explode, and yeah, she almost passed away from that whole fight. So they took her, they took her away. My grandparents took her away and brought her to a psychiatric hospital. Uh, where she stayed for about a week and that's when they found out that the medication she was on wasn't the right thing for her because unfortunately it wasn't bipolar but it was a borderline disorder and she
0: was in her late 40s
1: oh yeah oh my god she had to be between 42 and 46 I want to say and then from there when she started that new medication it completely switched (laughs) it Honestly, from that moment she walked out of that hospital, I've never seen her mad. Or like, she's been pissed, but not that kind of mad, you know? Mm -hmm. And it was just, it's such a big part of what made my entire future after that. Because I had my brother that had moved out, my mom that was gone for a full week after scaring the shit out of me me, of me and my dad Hmm. Uh, thank god for my dad that's the most loving person that's always been there standing next to my mom strong making making her as strong as she could on the hardest times but uh yeah growing up with a borderline person is obviously something
0: yep and do you remember being younger and noticing, like, okay, my mom is pretty intense? You you just accepted, yeah, your mom was, like, an intense person? Because we didn't talk about mental health. It, it was kind of taboo. Like, people wouldn't... It wasn't a comfortable thing, and we didn't even know, you know? Did you... Like, was it just natural for you? Your mom was just an intense person.
1: Well... I grew up in the suburbs, so it was a lot of, like, little families around. So we kind of all knew each other. There was a lot of kids my age, and we were all friends within the neighborhood. And for me to just, like, go hang out at my friend's place, I would see how their their parents would behave compared to how my mom would behave. And I always knew it was different. Like, she was really a lot more intense than the other parents. But it... I. If I had to, like, actually put out a point where in my life where I, like, it made me realize that, wow, okay, my mom is, like, something, is, like, next level, was this one morning we were getting ready before going to school. And I can't remember why, but my brother and my mom got into this argument. And my brother just, like, he grabbed his glass of milk. He kept the glass in his hand, but he just threw the entire milk at my mom's face. Oh, my God. And then from that moment, I, like, I thought she was going to kill him. <laughs> like, Oof. literally, I thought she was going to kill him. And my own, my only, like, thought was, wow, I really need to call the cops. She is, gonna, she is going to kill her, her son. So I grabbed the phone, dialed 911, heard that there was this lady speaking on the phone, which obviously was a cop, but I got scared, so I hung up. And then, like, minutes later, four cars of co- four cop cars were around the house. It was a crazy thing,
0: it's crazy,
1: but yeah, it was it's like if I had to like pinpoint that moment in my life where I like noticed that like something was going on with my mom that was different with other parents was pretty much that story
0: yeah and like if it was you' crazy your mom is such an angel, and like she is. She's an angel, honestly. It's like I can't, it's hard for me to even picture her this that way, and I can't imagine because how you, she would feel, you know? Yeah, because but she, it's
1: also because you hadn't met after all of that. You met yeah, her, and she exactly. was, on the, she was on, the, on the right medication and had been on the right medication ever since. So she's like you said, she's a true angel. She wouldn't hurt a fly, yeah. And, and I, also, age I mean, she's getting old, my little mom. Yeah, it's, it's cute, it's not like she's that like young angry woman anymore
0: yeah she's been through so much and you've been through so much and i feel like yeah i'm really glad we had this conversation today i really always felt like you had such an interesting life and you've been through a lot and you're just such a unique person it's crazy there's no one like you in the world and i I, i'm
1: unique (laughs) yeah and i
0: I really do believe that everything that you've been through with your mom and, and you know, everything in your life made you, you. And it's, yeah, it's really fascinating to me, all that. So thank you so
1: much. Well, thank much. you for having me. Thank it you, was you really for opening fun. up.
0: I'm really happy. Thanks,
1: guys, for listening to our podcast. Well, her podcast with <laughs> me as, as an invitee. Yeah. It was really fun.
0: So, I love you. I
1: love you too thank so you so, so, much. so much. Thank you for and having me. We're way. probably
0: going to go eat now and smoke some weed and, and so with dog, feed the dog cuz he's crazy. So, thank you so much for Bye, listening guys. guys and we'll we'll see you we'll see each other soon. We'll talk soon.